Hello, and this is the main protagonist podcast. I am the main protagonist, and I am here with the nerdy, swirly-eyed glasses background character. My glasses are not that swirly. What? (laughs) (laughs) But hereby you are the nerdy main character. Petri and... Gaspar, hello, and welcome to our uh, first episode, actually. Yes, this would be the inaugural actual first episode. (laughs) After the other two not-official two episodes <laughs> yes <laughs> now let's see if there are no technical issues in this one that would be nice fingers crossed fingers crossed actually finger crossing <laughs> <laughs> okay so well should we do a bit of a reintroduction considering that the original introduction was in episode zero yes go on <laughs> <laughs> very well uh, my name is Casper. I run the Reasons to Anime website. Uh, I am, well, a bit of an expert on very old anime that nobody cares about. Also very old manga and uh, soon very old hentai. So it's almost like you went to art school. Uh, yes. You're not making money of it and nobody cares about your opinion. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have other sources of revenue. <laughs> yes. And it's not Patreon. Oh, <laughs> Yet. Or OnlyFans, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, uh, who are you? What are your uh, qualifications to be here? I'm just going to scantily look around. Well, I'm Petri. Uh, I watch a lot of anime. I have a lot of opinions about anime. <laughs> and I've been told they are okay. <laughs> I, they're, they're, they're passable, they're passable. They're passable. They're passable. Um, I watch a lot of shows. I uh, make YouTube videos for... Uh, Last time uh, I uh, stream sometimes for uh, more than that. No, I. How many uh, thousands of subscribers? Oh, a measly non thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Holy a po- pastime for me. Um, yeah, uh, I'm also known as Shonen Boy as I watch a lot of Shonen anime. <laughs> that You're, would be uh, the easiest, shortest way of introducing myself, I suppose. I have never once called you that, but I accept it. I, I, I accept Shonen Boy. Well, self proclaimed Shonen Boy. Self-proclaimed shonen boy. I mean, you know the stats. You have seen my stats. I have seen your stats. Okay, so where do we start today? Well, it's still right if I plug the website real quick. Ah, yeah. I guess uh, maybe some people from Reasons to Anime know me, but maybe a lot of viewers of the main protagonist podcast don't know Reasons to Anime. And I want to change that. I want numbers. <laughs> I want numbers. <laughs> now, uh, Reasons to Anime is... Uh, a uh, bit of a small website that I started in 2017. Uh, it's been very steadily growing. It's a website for anime reviews, uh, where the gimmick is that instead of uh, traditional review format, um, every review is a list of five reasons, three reasons, uh, sometimes even more if I am particularly excited, uh, for why you should watch that show, formatted kind of like a top 10 kind of idea. Okay. And... Uh, it originally started because I was t- I used to do video game news. I used to work for a video game outlet, and then I went and did some uh, blogging of my own in video games. And I wanted to do um, originally I wanted to do um, an article about uh, anime for gamers. Um, oh dear! <laughs> yes, uh, that is a frightening concept, considering that 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 was before the isekai boom. I would like to remind you. Uh, I couldn't get it to work, and at one point, out of frustration, I just went, well, fuck it, I'll just write uh, this many reasons to watch ReZero, which was the show that I had literally just finished then. Fair enough. And it 
it worked. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun to write, and it might be fun to read. And oh dear, it was very fun to read, apparently. Fair enough. Site is uh, currently getting some 10,000 viewers every month. It's doing very well for itself. Okay, good, 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 good. So yes, if you're interested in anime and you want to uh, read some alternate kind of reviews, uh, reason to anime.com. We have hentai. <laughs> hentai too. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, okay. So... If you have... Just for my ID, you, you're not much of a writer yourself, right? Uh, I can make uh, whippy one, <laughs> quippy one-liners and I could write pretty okay, I think, but it's just not something I want to put my energy into. I remember that one time you made like an entire script for a review of Black. Did you have to actually write oh. that? that was, because that was the script for your video review of it. Yes. Uh, you, I you, had actually, you actually let's play the uh, Black. Yeah, I, I let's play that game uh, to my utter frustration, I might add. That game was the bane of my existence. Um, and after which I thought I would review it. Uh, uh, such as a format uh, that I have uh, proved that I actually played it with Let's Play and then review with my uh, thoughts on it. Uh, that never came off the ground, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I not you never made that video review? Um, well, the script was done and the co- all the content recorded, but I'm not a real fan of editing videos because I'm a nitpicker. <laughs> yeah, I suppose Let's Play is a lot easier in that regard. Yes, and uh, when I actually edit, I find the smallest little things and then I just get hung up on them and then about five hours later, there's still nothing done. So I just uh, chose to uh, throw that one in the trash. Yeah, that's a pretty solid idea. Yeah. Um, I have to say that uh, the ratio of time I spent between actually watching things and writing about them is very skewed as well. Yeah, I think I could get better at writing and uh, get some uh, or an article out in a pretty okay time, but uh, I don't. Um, I don't like reading reviews myself that much. Okay, so, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and I don't think if I were to make it, it kind of gives me an imposter syndrome, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I definitely Making something had that, that I wouldn't enjoy myself is a bit <laughs> wrong in my eyes. I actually kind of retroactively um, started having that in regards to gaming, uh, because uh, I feel less and less like the label gamer actually works for me, so I kind of stopped writing about video games because I'm like, well... My opinion on video games is so utterly niche, I don't feel justified to write my opinions about it anymore. Fair enough. Outside of the very select few things that I play. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, for games, uh, it's, I usually just do Let's Plays or uh, short videos. Uh, primarily look at uh, of very <laughs> obscure games. Like, oh, those are fun to write about as well. Yes, uh, uh, Brave Tank Hero is a good example. I like that game. Yeah, I saw your video on it, yeah. Um, so, let's move on to the news. Um, well, f- shall we first talk about what we've actually seen? Oh dear, what, what we we've have uh, seen. What we've been wa- have you been watching anything, actually? <laughs> yes. Well, since the last episode, I've seen everything from Attack on Titan. Uh, I might remind you. <laughs> and I got cooked by that very hard. <laughs> yes. I wasn't up to date on the, on, the, on the manga. I haven't been watching a lot of the anime. I, I'm just drone mode watching that. Just monkey brain goes on, just watch and uh, read the lines. 
Um, I wasn't expecting season four part two to be a thing, so that annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah, it's been very interesting watching Attack on Titan from afar. I kind of dropped off uh, back in 2013 when the first season happened. Yes. I actually still have the limited edition box set of the first season, and I've never rewatched it. Uh, have you even opened it? I have opened it. <gasps> uh, but um, first I heard controversy like, damn it, they're doing a season four part two. I wanted it to end already. Yes. And then a few days later, the last manga chapter came out and everybody was in uproar. Yeah, I haven't uh, read that either. I'm going to read that in a few weeks, I think. If you fire up any list now and look at the reviews, like entire rows of the review column are just Attack on Titan, oh dear. the manga. People are livid. Uh, well, I suppose I'll find out why then. Uh, yeah, it's just a bigger issue I have in general with anime nowadays, uh, since uh, Attack on Titan also started it with the part two nonsense of uh, uh, seasons. <laughs> yeah, I see it a lot now in the review, in, in and like the live chart and such. Yes, and Attack on Titan just had to pull it a bit farther. They were like, we can make a part two, but what about an unannounced part two, which nobody <laughs> saw coming? Surprise or, sequels. Or you would have seen coming if you have read the manga and you're just already annoyed with it, or you were a gullible old me. <laughs> you watched it and you were like, holy shit, they have to do a lot this episode to actually pull out of this season with any uh, conclusion. We're getting a lot more long-form shows like that, aren't we? Yeah. Which I think is fine, but uh, at least be transparent about it. I mean, I hate the part two uh, nowhere, just make it season three season four if it's only 13 episodes it's fine was season four was uh part one of season four was uh 12 13 episodes then uh 16 <laughs> yes an odd number all right um <laughs> and part four didn't you say do it you <laughs> and season four didn't even say it was part one it was just season four the final season <laughs> and then they just deck on part two on the end damn it oh well um, I, uh, oh, did I watch anything else? Uh, oh, wait, Shaman King, of course. <laughs> the oh, new 2021 oh, Shaman King. Yeah. Well, give us your take on that, because Shaman King is, uh, like, 20% of your life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if not more by this point. Like the no. first time I met you, we're like, but first, before we do anything else, let me show you my favorite scenes from Shaman King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Shaman King a lot. No, I, I think uh, from the first two episodes, it's fine. The music is good. The opening and ending are very, very nice. Although, uh, if you were to listen to it, I don't think you would recognize the opening and ending as the same uh, ac uh, actress. No, no. No, the, they vocaloided the shit out of her voice for the ending. Very weird. But... Megumi Hayashibara. Yes, right? Northern Lights. Uh, I can, Don't say those things to me. I want to sing them, and I'm no, a horrible no, singer. No, no, not on the podcast. Restrain yourself. Yeah, fine, fine. Uh, no, the animation is kind of junk, honestly. The action mm. scenes don't pull anything convincingly. That is not very nice to hear, I have to admit. No, it's uh, kind of... If you want it to be the most uh, heinous mix... Uh, in a description, it kind of looks like old Higurashi mixed with new Higurashi, minus the shiny bits. Uh, <laughs> so everything bad from those two uh, series. I'd, I'd really rather not. <laughs> Shame. I am kind of happy that I just kept the original Shaman King on my to-do list. 
Yeah, the original is, uh, in my opinion, a lot better in animation. Uh, although in music, I kind of have uh, to give it pass. Um, the new one kind of has a mix between My Hero Academia Katanagatari in the music okay, department. Okay. It has some um, uh, Japanese choir, monk choiring with uh, <laughs> very hype <laughs> built-up battle music. Okay, um, so that so that's kind of nice, isn't it? Yes, that's, I mean that... I really like that. And I like the pacing of the first episode a lot better than the original. I got briefly confused there. I wanted to say, I wanted to say like uh, My Hero Academia music is nice, but because we were just talking about Attack on Titan, I got one to say Attack on Titan. I was like, no, wait. No, hey, that's we, wrong. we stopped talking about that. But uh, the pacing in the first episode is uh, made better than in the manga and the original show. Um, they kind of split it off uh, with the background characters. Okay, but how old is the manga by now? Oh dearie, um, by its end day or by its start date? It started in, I believe, 2000 or 99? Alright. Somewhere well, around there. Well, that's a lot of time to like reconsider the opening bits. And, oh uh, yes, definitely. I, um, think that, I think that's worthwhile to uh, just rewrite parts like that. Yes, because uh, I don't know if you remember anything from uh, the first episode. Um, not specifically by episode, I just remember a few events from Shaman King back when it was on Dutch television. Okay, well, um, when uh, Amida Maru is uh, introduced, the main spirit from Yo, the main character, uh, they go on this tangent of explaining his background and uh, his friend who uh, is the blacksmith and how tragic they are. Uh, they just kind of put that at the end of the first episode in uh, the remake instead of in the middle of kind of breaking up the pace. Hmm. All so right, nice. all right. Um, although it is confirmed for 52 episodes, which scares me a bit, because if that's uh, not a part uh, one and two situation, uh, that's kind of short, because that would mean they would put 35 volumes worth of manga in 52 episodes. Yeah, compared to uh, the original series, which was like 60... 64 episodes. 64 episodes for way less. Uh, yeah, and at that point, the manga was only like halfway done. So, yeah, this Ooh. I really, really hope... As somebody that was recently extremely ecstatic to see an announcement that Higurashi would be getting a second season in its remake, I, f I feel the anxiety that you are experiencing, because I was yes. like, oh god, I hope they're not going to fit the whole of Higurashi in less episodes than the original. No, precisely. Because I wanted... I, I really hope the Higurashi remake is going to be great. Yeah, from, also I've seen a few more episodes of that with Rolf. And what is your current take on it? Ooh. Don't, don't, oh. don't, give it to me straight, Doctor. Uh, ooh, this is, uh, get ready with your hand, those are gonna be big pills, friend. Um, they censor the violence. Oh, that might be a broadcasting <laughs> thing, though. Yeah, but it's still weird, because the original didn't have that, I believe. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think it might have, like, on the original release, I think it might have had, like, blocky. Also, uh, uh, <laughs> the fight scene was utterly ridiculous between Reina and... Uh, Keiichi? I was about uh, to say the, Keita. The, the <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that's not his name. Keiichi. <laughs> on the rooftop finale of the um, original season. Yes, um, they go stabby stabby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that scene is fucking dumb in this uh, one. I As might in, actually look it up. 
Yeah, I'm just going to spoil you on this one because you already know what's going to happen. As if, as if I... <laughs> spoil between the yeah. giant asterisk. I'm just going to spoil people, I suppose. Yes. Um, Reyna starts frantically stabbing at Keiji and it's just a black hole because censorship. Mm-hmm. And when she's done stabbing, the censorship goes away and his shirt is just red. No stab wounds, nothing. Just... Oh, that might be difficult to fix in post. <laughs> yes. Also, um, Keiji won the fight with uh, the, uh, an alarm. He just smacked her twice on the head with an alarm. As apparently that did more damage than uh, 20 stabs to the abdomen. Okay, because the original fight in uh, Higurashi in like 2005, I believe, that, was actually, that was actually a pretty decent fight. Uh, pretty much a highlight of the animation in that show considering the animation wasn't spectacular. No, definitely. I actually even like it uh, when looking back on it uh, in the English dub because at that point the voice actors were finally kind of getting some nuance into the characters. Yes. I actually enjoy rewatching that scene even in English. I'm just going to interrupt you and say that Christianity is ruining our podcast (laughs) in the background. Oh no! (laughs) Stop it, church! We don't... Not now. <laughs> Not now. We there's have things a, to talk about. This is what we get for recording on a Sunday. <laughs> Ta-da. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, from what I've seen, it's fairly... Although if I have to give it something which is nice, the Mion Shion split uh, introduction has been done more gracefully, I think. I'm just uh, going to hold my hands up <laughs> yeah. for the pills for the other hand because I had to scratch my nose. <laughs> Um, I do think that uh, the introduction of Xion and Mion is better done in uh, this one. But that's about it. That's, uh, right. I All mean, right. Wolf and I watched five, six episodes now, so seven maybe. Uh, I could check, but I, I won't. So that, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. I will probably watch it anyway because I'm just really curious. Um, what I'm even more curious about is if we actually end up getting like a proper adaptation of Umineko. At oh, some point dear. here, yeah, that's that still exists as well. <laughs> yes, no, it's just everything. Every time I think of Umineko, there's just a certain sentence that po- pops off in my head. Magic doesn't exist, and I will prove it with magic. <laughs> yes, that is actually a good summary of it. <laughs> just like Gundam Zero Zero, we will go make war go extinct by making more war. <laughs> Spare yourself a two hundred hour visual novel. That is pretty much Umineko. No, no, Umineko is probably like one of the most well-regarded visual novels. Don't skip Umineko if you're, <laughs> if you're into them. Unless you don't want to spend 200 hours watching a screen. <laughs> um, Are you done giving pills, by the way? Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I'll leave that that, because if I... Uh, I can go into nitty-gritty little details, but at that point, why? Yeah, uh, the <laughs> don't depress oh, me. Yeah, uh, the opening is kind of shit. <laughs> Especially no. if you have to compare it with the original. I'll look it up after the after this because I'm <laughs> kind of curious, <laughs> morbidly curious. I think the definition is yes, yes. Mm. Um, okay, what have you watched? <laughs> um, a bunch of short things. Um, I've watched uh, Kathleen. <laughs> Excuse you, Kathleen. <laughs> it's an old sci-fi uh, OVA. I've watched a bunch of smaller OVAs like that. Okay, I was about to ask why you're choking or is that skipping? That's actually what it's called. No, okay. it's about uh, it's about a Japanese salary man uh, together with his little robot buddy uh, is just lands on a planet that's all wilderness to just kind of scout out for his mega corporation if uh, it's worth uh, okay. setting up business there, and they get tied up in uh, 
uh, a giant civil war on the uh, planet. Okay. It's it's yeah, it's a cla- one of those OVA classics. Nobody this... knows about it, but it's really fun when you get into it. When you uh, explain it the way you did, it kind of sounds suspiciously uh, much like a f- book I have listened to. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really sounds right. like um, Undying Mercenaries book four or five. <laughs> okay. Oddly that's a, that's one of your, like your, um, what's it called again? Like the books that you listen to on Audible, right? Yes. It's Audible? Yes. Audible. Sponsored by Audible. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we would make money by that point. <laughs> Maybe if we do this right. Maybe. Or sometime ever. Sometime. Um, okay. And what more? Besides that, um, I was alone on Easter because nobody was available and my family had to work. So I got drunk and I watched all of Gamers in one sitting. Oh, you poor thing. Well, at least you were drunk for it, I suppose. Oh, I actually kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. Yes, because you were drunk. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's, uh, that's not, that's an irrelevant <laughs> detail, my friend. I actually really enjoyed, uh, Oof. Gamers. I thought it, it wasn't like a big standout show, but I think it really did its like rom-com hell correctly. Yes. It's such <laughs> rom-com hell is apt, and, and the, the stupid opening that keeps stuck in my head. And the references are kind of cute. It has, lots of, it has lots of little references. It has actual games in it. It has game boxes everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes thinly veiled interpretations. Yeah. Um. Well, and actually, just the other day, I finished the first season of Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei, which is oh, Lord, also I have been revealed. I have been postponing that for since forever. Yeah, Zetsubo Sensei is also just thinly veiled Monogatari. Yeah, it's really yeah, the proto Monogatari. It's even made by Okiyuki Shimbo as director. Yeah. It's I mean, uh, kind that- of an interesting point uh, where you can start seeing him shift from being like uh, an okay sci-fi director with stuff like Leo Kananawa, Metal Fighter Miku, I believe he made, uh, towards his uh, role as one of anime's art house directors. Fair enough. It, uh, it's his face that they use for censorship, by any chance? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. I don't know what the other guy is, but he is in the opening song. Okay. Uh, he's just smiling there when, uh, well, Sensei hangs himself <laughs> in the opening. <laughs> so, hang myself! <laughs> yes, for those who don't know, Sayonara Zetsuba Sensei is a, a shaft anime uh, from 2007. It's about a sensei uh, teacher who is a very big drama queen. <laughs> he, he claims to be depressed and suicidal, uh, but all his suicide attempts are always kind of <laughs> dubious if he's actually really hoping it will work. Yeah. And it's a comedy series uh, where he starts teaching a class and all the class... Uh, students are uh, a little bit unique. <laughs> unique is yeah, uh, yeah. That it's a very right. It's a very uncomfortable kind of humor, actually. I kind of enjoy that in it, like the yes. just the general theme of suicide, but also some of the other characters, uh, domestic abuse, Hikikimori, um, Hikikimori, the stalker uh, character, and also just the main girl is just very low key unsettling. Yes. Yeah, uh, I remember liking it. Also, been a while for me since I watched that. It's just, uh, yeah, bit uh, on the uncomfortable side with the with the humor, which I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did. Uh, sometimes it was a bit drawn out. Some bits. <laughs> yeah, it does have some of that really obscure humor that just doesn't really translate well. It doesn't really pass well. No. But. Um, so that was kind of what you watched. 
yeah, that's basically the most relevant things that I watched. I watched a few short things, uh, but uh, nothing else that really immediately comes to mind is, oh man, this was so unique and special. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, you want to get to the news? You let's wanna, get to the news. You want to get to the news? I won't get to the news. You get to the news? <laughs> well, well, actually, I don't, but... Because <laughs> you know the first <laughs> news item. Well, it's all yours. I ain't gonna say shit about this. Oh, really? Really? I... Uh, I am put in charge. I am the main protagonist now. Oh, 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 are we going to play like that? <laughs> no. Well, the first news item that we got is that uh, we've got an announcement for the fourth movie in the Girls and Panzer Das Finale series, uh, along with a trailer. Uh, Girls and Panzer is, of course, the uh, the perfect, completely unflawed, is unflawed a word? I'm not sure. Am I going to uh, interrupt <laughs> you here? Excuse me, did, did I read this right? Is this fucking sh- uh, movie series expected to have six movies in it? Absolutely, yes. Jesus fucking Christ. You, ha- you have the original Gus and Panzer, uh, which was followed by a bunch of OVAs. Then you have Gus and Panzer the film. And now we have Gus and Panzer das Finale, which is indeed a six-entry uh, movie. I didn't know I can, could get disoffended by this little text. Yes. <laughs> That's like one sentence in the article, I believe. Yes, it's literally the first sentence and I'm already done. Girls and Panzer is, of course, the uh, of uh, course. very enjoyable uh, militarist uh, series about uh, uh, girls who are in a tournament. Uh, and the tournament is battles between tanks. Completely harmless, safe, explosive battles in tanks. I hate everything about it. <laughs> no. I've actually only watched the first movie of Das Finale thus far. I haven't seen the other two movies yet. I believe the third movie ads uh, literally just released in Japan. Okay. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't know. So <laughs> I haven't even had the chance yet to see that. But Das Finale is proving really interesting. And in the trailer uh, that's accompanied uh, with this announcement, we get to see a bunch of battles. Uh, we got to see that... Uh, what I believe uh, the girls from the main school are going to be fighting against the school that's based on Finland. So we're going to get some uh, very interesting action. Uh, the Finnish captain is actually one of my favorite characters from the series. I got figures of her. I got uh, her tank, the BT-42. I'm really excited uh, to see more of them because they're just kind of... Uh, that's. Uh, I said it was unflawed. That's probably the only flaw. You watch Girls and Panzer, the film, and there's just suddenly... A new character, a new team that's never introduced, and they're just kind of there as if they've always been friends. Can, can I poke a flaw at it? Because I know damn certainly no, I know I, flaw. I, I don't. I don't think you can actually. I don't. I don't think the you shitty can. CG tanks. No, no, I don't see what you mean. <laughs> no, indeed, you're fucking blind. <laughs> no, I do get you're your blinded I, by. I do get your frustration because uh, shitty uh, CGI cars are like my one of my main frustrations in anime. But I think like janky CGI kind of works for like bulky tanks that kind of goes. But if you see like shitty PlayStation One cars in Erased or something, it's like eh. Either go full arc. Uh, the arc system works in your style. Just make it very choppy. Or make it actual fluid, don't go in between and half-ass the shit out of it. Interesting reference, Arc System? Yes, Arc System works with their 3D animation. They are kind of choppy. They mm. don't make them actual 60 FPS. That would be a hell of a lot of work because they don't use frame interpolation, blah, blah, blah. They animate every 3D frame that you see. That also makes for very specific frame data, which is nice to look at. That I, would be nice in anime too. Yeah, But I also get that's a lot of work. That's like in Blast Blue, right? Uh, no, 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 because Blast Blues is still actual 2D. Okay. 
I'm, um, I'm not yeah, too familiar with their output, so <laughs> I kind of want to see it, but I can't really envision it because uh, Fighter Z. Oh, okay. Fighter Z is. Yes, uh, I've the, seen that briefly. Yes, so that's the, that's very nicely done, uh, but also it still uh, has that choppiness to it. Uh, for the frame data and for anticipating fighting. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is that would be okay in uh, movies or TV shows for 3D animation. Uh, and if you're not going to do that and actually use frame info, as in interpolation to determine how uh, something would move, uh, just make it nice then, actual render. Because for a series, I get it. You have only so much render time because you actually need to be on a schedule. For a goddamn movie, there's no excuse. I will have to say that in Girls and Panzer Des Finale, there's this one scene, uh, which is like a, a first-person chase moment, uh, where they chase uh, a group of thugs through uh, the whole of their uh, battleship. Okay. Uh, that looked really janky, but I, I actually kind of think that the animation in the film and in... The actual battle scenes of Dust Finale, it's really, it's kind of nice. It's not like super refined, amazing animation. It might have a few CGI issues, but uh, I think Gilson Panzer knows how to work around that and how to make the show and the movies incredibly hyped to watch once you kind of accept that it's completely silly. Let it hereby be said that by the next podcast, I've watched everything and I'm going to shit on this. <laughs> Because that's just my life's uh, fuel. Oh, I'll put that on the schedule then. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just don't think the contrast is very nice for that, personally. As in, uh, you get cute Moe-ass girls in tanks and they try to quote-unquote kill each other. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Which is weird. There's no murder. There's only explosions There's only tanks. wholesome tank combats. <laughs> Awesome tank on that. Yes. Ah, yes. World War II likes a word with you. Yes. Ignore the explosions. They are safe. <laughs> they are for show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Moving mm, on. Moving on. I believe your visual novels. Oh, dear. Uh, Sekai Project license all of Feng's visual novels. Do I know this particular developer? <laughs> I have to actually look. Uh, let's see. Oh, you are more specialized in visual novels. I'm trying to get into them. <laughs> ah, uh, Hoshizore Kakuri Hoshi Hoshizore. <laughs> I know that. I've seen the anime of that. I don't ever want to play the visual novel based on that, honestly. Because it was horrible? Not horrible, but it wasn't particularly memorable. Every time I hear the opening, I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that. I think. <laughs> yes, Sekai Project, uh, which has uh, been a name that's popping up uh, a lot recently in localization, has been... Uh, has acquired all the licenses for uh, various Fang visual novels. Yes. I haven't played them myself. I am looking to get more into visual novels since I've played Shuffle and reviewed Shuffle on Reasons to Anime. Check the review out now. <laughs> uh, but the, when I see these box arts, I think like, wow, this looks like tri very traditional, classic visual novel stuff. Yes, this is it's very traditionally drawn. It's got girls. It got girls? Yes. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah, the only I I would like to give my opinion, but uh, the only thing I know I know from him is Hoshizora Kakari, Hashi, well, whatever the entire title is, uh, Bridge to a Star Sky. Um, I've watched the anime, 
and I can honestly say I don't remember shit from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> to I, be fair, this has it's more than a decennia ago by this point that I've watched any. Yeah, I imagine this. this is a, a different phase of you. Yeah, so uh, I might have to rewatch that. Maybe play one of the visual novels, but uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be down to actually play this because oh yeah, at least some of these look good. I, I see some of these and I'm like getting PTSD from Primula. Oh. When I see like these first covers of like Chisinau Jono Serenades, I'm like, oh, that the uh, yeah, that's I'm, one I'm, story arc I'm not gonna follow. I'm pretty sure these are just full Nero case though. Oh, uh, but that's that's interesting. Oh yeah, that could be uh, fine if it's actual story than Eroge. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, often these are uh, lots of Eroge and then wait, story shit. Um, are visual novels generally long? Because what I experienced with Shuffle is that was like, oh okay, this intro is nice, and now we're getting to the middle bits, and then once you actually get locked into a path, it's like kind of quick. It's, <laughs> it's day thirty-two. You get three lines of dialogue. It's day thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> the chapters go by so fast. I was like, uh, yeah, is this like? Just shitty budgets? Shuffle, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? No, um, I think Shuffle is pretty short, actually, uh, just in general. And then you have the entire lot of just shitty Eroge, just Eroge for the part of being an Eroge visual novel. Yeah, but Shuffle did kind of take off. It, I was checking oh, yes, out the... because it was licensed. <laughs> yeah, I, tr- I checked out the wikia, and they have a lot of sequels for, like, specific character paths. It's... Yes. Um, don't, that didn't get animated as well, so that might actually be interesting. Yeah, you have Shuffle Memories, and uh, for the games you got, a few other ones. One that's also been uh, based more on Rin. Uh Oh, I, they all had wacky yeah. names. I have no... I, I can't... I, I can't those. even try to remember them. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's eventually try and play one of these, because uh, some of these look kind of fun. Uh, on this schedule, I can play some of these. <laughs> At least I'm done with school and work for now, so I can uh, focus on some of this, actually. There's no indication of when Sekai Project is going to uh, actually release these. They, they haven't even announced English names for them yet. No. So... Uh, <laughs> That may be yet be a while, but oh, I'm always I'm happy that we're getting to see more visual novels in official capacity. In Especially the since these are uh, older ones. Older uh, visual novels getting relicensed is never a bad thing. Especially no. most of them uh, that have never been actually translated. Most of them are uh, fan translated or either lost to the void. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just tragic. Just like shuffle in some capacity because you either have the. Uh, the translated by Manga Gamer version, I believe. Yeah, Manga Gamer. Um, quick bit of context because I literally had just figured this out. Uh, Manga Gamer had licensed uh, Shuffle uh, from Naval, the producer, and they had a translated version up, uh, which was just Shuffle, a remaster of Shuffle. Uh, none of the extra stuff. No Shuffle Essence Plus. So really, just a base game. Uh, the license ran until January of 2021, and since then it has been pulled. Naval has proved unwilling to uh, extend or make a new license with Manga Gamer, so that version is fair, also lost. To be fair, uh, Shuffle has been translated by Manga Gamer since, like, what? 2009? And unless Naval didn't supply them with Essence or Essence Plus, it's also kind of Manga Gamer's fault for not uh, adding Essence Plus to it. So... I'm kind of on the fence for that one. 
Uh, I, I'm not familiar enough with Manga Gamer in general to really make any claims if they didn't make oh. enough effort, but... Uh, Fair enough, but I believe I... because Naval made more games in the time period, and I believe I've played Shuffle in like 2009, and I believe that was the Manga Gamer version. I better hope so, else I have a fan-translated version? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure. But yeah, um... I'll, I guess I'll go and read or play the visual novel of Hoshizaru e Kakari. Kaka, Kakaru Hashi. You brave soul. Well, uh, no yeah, rush because we literally do not know when uh, this will even come out. Okay. Well, it's uh, Sunday, 11th of April, so uh, probably this episode's going uh, probably today <laughs> with a bit of luck. It depends on you. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> Um, moving on to the next uh, you wanna, bit. You want to do this one? Uh, I did the last one. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Uh, Gogo Go 13 manga Taizkina's world record for most volumes. Yes, the Gogo 13 series, which you may have sometimes heard of at any point in your life, because it's been around since forever, has released its 200th volume, which means it is now tied for the world record of manga with most volumes. Um, and the manga that currently, of previously held the title as its sole uh, overlord, I've got the term for you have a title, Kuchikame <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a police comedy series, uh, and that is finalized. So chances are that Gogo 13 is going to surpass it and be the longest running uh, manga, well, longest running manga with the most volumes. Yes. Um, have you ever seen any adaptation of Gogo 13? Because Lord, there have been a lot of adaptations. I've seen stuff, and that's about the most I can say about it. I'm pretty sure it's just about an assassin, right? Yeah, it's like a spy drama. I, yeah. I've, I have it on my list, but I've yet to really see it. Yes. Because um, uh, it has had movies, it has had OVAs, it has had a TV series in the 2000s. Oh, and that's been- actually... At the most important bit about this newest article, Instagram released an AR filter featuring Duke Toko's Golgo eyes to commemorate the series 200 volume. This is the most important part about this new story. Ah, yes. The the youth that use Instagram and famously love <laughs> Golgo Go-Go 13. Golgo 13. Which has just started in like the 70s. Um, I don't even know, actually. <laughs> Me neither. The manga centering on the titular legendary Hitman is the oldest manga still in publication. Saito launched the manga in Big Comic Magazine in 1968. Ah. 68? Well, oh, my damn. freaking parents weren't even born yet. <laughs> Oof. Um, I'm just kind of curious if the... Uh, is this a generational manga, as in... Uh, has the author even changed hand by this point? Because you kind of have to say it has to, right? I have only ever seen that once, actually, with um, a manga that was very much uh, inspired on uh, Dynasty Warriors. I mean, uh, Dragon Ball Z has sh- shifted hands by this point. Dragon Ball Super is a different uh, author. I did forget his name, though. But it's not uh, no longer Akira Toriyama. And... Uh, I mean, if it's from 68, it's almost 60 years old. You got to say that the author was like, nope, I'm out. You can f- continue on this with uh, with this one. Well, if anything, uh, it has probably uh, been adapted by a lot of different people at this point. Yes. Um... Beyond the Heavens, that's the manga that I was talking about. Uh, that was ex- uh, The offer for that actually uh, 
died while the manga was still uh, in the works and somebody else finished it. Okay. But uh, I'm not sure if Gogo13 uh, had that. I'm, I'm actually going to look that up for you. Okay. Uh, in Have you ever considered uh, watching Gogo13? I'm not sure I I get very interested because uh, if I want drama or yeah, well not drama more like uh, a sinister plot I, I'd like monster and I think uh, most anime that is as old as Gogo is are at least the old stuff is very light on plot and often just points fingers just like with the old Yamato movies and such <laughs> ah. oh yeah we've watched a bunch of those yes lots of uh, old movies where ah there's evil bad guy why is evil bad guy evil because he is evil what else <laughs> there's nothing to it and I kind of think Gogo would suffer for the same thing because almost everything from that era has that I don't, I don't know it sounds kind of it sounds interesting doesn't it like a story oh, yes. about a story about a legendary hitman that's very much different from uh, uh, the fucking amazing plot of Cyborg <laughs> 009 ah yes ha huh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, by the way, no, it's actually banned solely by Takaha Saito, who has been active since 1955. Jesus the absolute Christ. madman, who is now 84. I was about to say, this man is all uh, with one and a half foot in his grave. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, the average life expectancy in Japan is 86, I believe. Well, nobody is going to get him down. Apparently not. Not even Golgo. See, it's a double entendre. Okay, I'm just gonna shut up now. Um, yeah, I'd like to watch some newer stuff, some newer adaptations. I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to watch the original stuff. I, I think it might be interesting to pop in and uh, watch one of the OVAs because. Oh yeah, I'll definitely watch OVAs. But, wow, man, would you imagine actually catching up to the manga at this point? I'd rather not, actually. Oh, man, that would be... Hellish? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I can read manga pretty quick. I get through pretty quick. But I think I just don't have the motivation to even start. I do think... I'm not sure if this actually has to be unique uh, volumes. Because it does mention that it uh, that he uh, has tidy award with his compiled book volume. Uh. So that might be like an omnibus. Maybe those count as well. That's not, weird. Not entirely sure, but either way, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Taco Saito. You absolute uh, lunatic. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next bit. Oh, yes. The next bit, which is going to be a whole bunch of releases. We've had a lot of classic anime uh, getting... Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not even sure one of these <laughs> is in my vocabulary, even. You wanna? You want me to take it, then? Um, sure. All right. Once again, I am the main protagonist here. Do not listen to the imposter. I will throw a glass at your head <laughs> by the, <laughs> the end of this. I will have deserved it. Now, we got a lot of classic anime that are going to be released. Also some very not classic anime, but we're going to give them credit anyway. Uh, Media Blasters is going to be licensing uh, a variety of older anime, including Girls High, uh, Doomed Megalopolis, Grenadier, Ramen Fighter Miki, Kaiser SKL, 10 Tokyo Warriors and Nana 7 of 7. Meanwhile, Discotech is going to be releasing Dear Brother uh, Memories. Uh, Memories is really amazing if you haven't seen that yet. And Yanbo. And they are also going to be releasing a second collection of The Rose of Zeiss, the classic uh, 
which is uh, probably a classic you'll have heard of if you like to hang out in the artsy anime crowd. Oh no. And finally, MVM, a uh, prestigious company that it is, is licensing <laughs> Killing Bites. <laughs> I like how we mentioned it alone. We both start laughing. Um, I have, I have killing bites on um, my to-do list with my friends because uh, he is a fan of cat girls, and I was like, "Hey, here we have something utterly horrible looking." It's yes. got killing bites. I mean, but is there anything in that? Nothing in that list catches your uh, eyes. I mean, the only thing that caught my ear was killing bites because I know it's shit. Oh, we watch we watch memories together. Yeah, I mean, I honestly couldn't say which one that is without you giving me a synopsis again. Uh, memories, uh, the first uh, the first movie of memories. I'm oh, man, people are gonna call me out if I get this one wrong. There's a lot of these anthology <laughs> anthology anime back in the day. Yeah, uh, memories is the one uh, with uh, the space station uh, that they go to the space station and uh, uh, with their junk ship and they find that uh, the whole space station is very fancy and seemingly ah, haunted. Ah, yes. <laughs> and I believe that is paired with the story about the guy that uh, spreads this poison that makes everybody faint. And I think it also had the movie by the guy that made uh, Akira. Yeah, uh, with the, Yeah, with the construction site where the yeah. AI is taking over. Where the uh, robots are taking over, yes. Yes, I that believe was- that, wa- that was the... F- Three movies included in memories, but yes, <laughs> crossing fingers might be might be wrong there. Yeah. No, I we have I, seen a lot of these anthology movies. They're really good. Kind of difficult to keep them separated. It might yes. also have had that racing uh, bit. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I'm not sure, but so, ra- way, I believe we- ra- the racing uh, one was with uh, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Polish nothing something. <laughs> Metropolis? I don't know. No, anymore. Metropolis is a <laughs> not told whatever. No, Metropolis is dig, dig this great <laughs> professionals. Yes. Yeah, Metropolis is a um is a movie just a yes. standalone movie. We actually watched that together also. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, no, I um I like Memories. Memories was nice. Yeah, Memories I would actually get just for that original story alone. That was really good. Yes. Uh besides that, I'm actually personally interested in Grenadier. Okay, uh, Grenadier. Um, have you seen it? Nope. Uh, Grenadier is uh, a kind of a mix between uh, Sengoku era and Western. It's about uh, uh, a blonde um, gunslinger woman, large bobbies. <laughs> large bobbies. Okay, uh, okay. That is getting uh, Sakura Wars vibes. <laughs> that is uh, that teams up with this uh, very honorable samurai type, and they start going through Japan, or well, that interpretation of Japan, uh, sorting out all kinds of wrongs and trying to. Uh, uh, pursue a mystery. Okay. And that's uh, your very typical uh, traditional samurai uh, culture versus uh, modernized guns and Western influences. It's a very fun, honestly kind of stupid show. I'm, I'm going to be honest there. It's just, it, it's a silly action anime from the mid 2000s. It's really good for what it does, but. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, some of these other anime do look nice. I doomed Megalopolis. It's. Uh, definitely the the black mark on this list, but uh, besides that, uh, now I've seen some interesting things about uh, Dear Brother and Nyambo, uh, but uh, I'm not gonna rush out to get those. No, but Grenadier that is definitely a pre-order for me. Okay, um, 
Up next, Funimation reaches settlement in class action lawsuit over allegedly violating Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah, that's a that's a long one. So uh, I leave this to my sidekick. Your sidekick, my ass. I have seized control of this podcast. <laughs> you are the nerdy glass type. Go read nerdy glassy things. Uh, I probably will, but isn't that archetype also just kind of known for being? Uh, uh, letting power get to their heads. Yes. Yes. Well, that, that, that fits. I'm playing my role. I'm playing my role. Good enough. Good enough. Oh, man, we need actually swirly glasses. <laughs> I can probably I need light up glasses. I... Oh, you can probably <laughs> with, get with the sound effects. Shing! You can probably get that at some cosplay shop or something. Oh, I know where to get them. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> Money? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm not entirely. Uh, aware of this uh, lawsuit or what it was even for or against. So I, I actually um, read the article uh, that this is a follow-up to uh, a woman who has been known to sue websites that are not living up to uh, um, regulations for making websites accessible for the disabled. Oh, okay, uh, so like uh, narration and such. Uh, yes, uh, because the problem uh, just in general is that if you use the Funimation webshop and use uh, the most typical um, software for screen reading, um, the Funimation website is basically unusable because they do not live up to like basic programming standards. Uh, their uh, site elements do not have proper headers and uh, alt text okay. labels. Uh, so the software can't work with the website or it uh, just kind of works in a very mangled way uh, so they were sued um, uh, given an injunction to comply with regulations for how websites should be uh, designed and uh, the court uh, agreed with the woman that Funimation should uh, in their role as a uh, provider of services uh, deliver a similar quality of shopping uh, for disabled people. Fair enough. Yes, but it has ruffled some feathers and uh, I mean, let's be honest here, the Funimation website is a piece of shit. <laughs> I wouldn't know, because we live in the Netherlands. Yes, exactly. I have we to can't even use it. It's I so broken and mangled, we can't. <laughs> Sponsored by NordVPN. Use NordVPN so you can actually look at the Funimation shop. Yes, that too. Uh, dear. No, yeah, I've I've been on Funimation sometimes. Some Just a fact check and make sure that uh, if I say you can buy something there, they actually have it. Uh, but it's indeed not a very pleasant shopping experience. Yeah. And uh, that's, actually the, that's actually the easy jokes. Well, she was having well, a shitty shopping experience just like the rest of us. <laughs> yes. Well, the easy way, the, just a little tech tip in between. Uh, if you want to uh, look at a shop you can't shop at because of uh, uh, geocaching and geolocation, mm-hmm. uh, just search, uh, look it up in Google and uh, click translate this page. Because then oh, that go- works? Yes, because then you actually kind of VPN through Google. <laughs> Oh, because Google loads like a cache version of the site, right? Yes. Hmm. And then you can uh, still use that page perfectly. Yes. Also, that's why this is funny. Translate this page on the Funimation (laughs) shop page will translate almost nothing (laughs) because the site is mangled. A lot of people were uh, were, uh, expressing the usual concerns of like, well, do I have to uh, make sure that my uh, little handicraft webshop lives up to this? And Okay, but that's just silly at this point because let's be real here, Funimation is the biggest anime supplier of North America. They don't have an excuse. (laughs) 
No, but this kind of the tra- lawsuits like this always kind of attract people that get upset and like. Well, yeah, I, I know. You shouldn't but... have to be bullied like this. <laughs> oh no! Let me guess, you're Republican. <laughs> people don't insult potential fans. <laughs> no, but that that is the most Republican. Thing I know you can at say. least one Republican friend will watch this. I'm sorry. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's kind of that giveaway. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you, like, do you remember? when they had that lawsuit of the woman that uh, spilled McDonald's coffee and got burned. Oh, uh, yes, that that also was kind of dumb. Yeah, people very quickly rushed to McDonald's defense. Like, oh, that's a silly lawsuit. She's just dumb. And similarly here, if you look at the forums uh, about this, forum posts about this news article, there are a lot of people like, oh, that's stupid. And why do they have to do this? And she's just trolling with lawsuits. Uh, but apparently that's just apparently you just have to sue some companies before they live up to basic HTML coding. Yeah, that's fair enough, but um, uh, with the McDonald's uh, thing, people like her are the reason that everything has a goddamn warning label. I'm. It's been a while ago, but I have actually seen like uh, a documentary about the subject once uh, that really explored... Uh, how she was uh, vilified by the media uh, to make the case seem more... Uh... Yeah, but uh, this goes two ways. I think this uh, particular one, the Funimation lawsuit, is fine because uh, it's not just for herself. It's looking out for other people and actual uh, actually letting or keeping sites at a particular level of uh, accessibility and uh, modern, how modern they are. Uh, when some dickhead spills coffee over their own head and starting to sue people because the coffee was hot. I mean, it's still uh, wrong to vilify people for that, but uh, if you do it on purpose, because that's uh, often the case now, a lot of people do this on purpose, but I believe the uh, woman from McDonald's, she uh, spilled it on accident on herself. She just wanted to get her medical uh, expenses covered. And McDonald's even rejected that. So that's why she sued. Mm. I get that. That's quite logical. And then she got vilified by the, the media. That's just stupid. <laughs> because that's just... I mean, I get it. Don't spill hot coffee on yourself. But uh, in a country or even a continent at that point where um, healthcare is so shoddily... Um, called for that you just need to sue to get uh, basic medical coverage there which is kind of ridiculous as a Dutch person to uh, even think about (laughs) yes oh no I broke my arm because someone didn't put up a uh, a slippery when uh, wet sign (laughs) oh no I I just go to the hospital I get a cast and it's kind of done but in America you pay like what five to twenty thousand dollars to just get your arm in a cast I am yeah, I'm it's, it's actually kind of... very happy <laughs> for that, <laughs> considering that we both have our own medical needs. <laughs> uh, medical needs. So uh, I'm happy that I'm here, but uh, we might have to issue a rectification in the next episode uh, when we find all the proper context for the McDonald's suit. Either way, yeah, but at least even, I'm, surpri- even, I'm, su- even... I'm surprised that we both agree on Funimation being in the wrong here, actually. I actually oh, thought we... you would actually put up a bit of a fight there. Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh. Uh, it's uh, even if the, the f- uh, facts are wrong about the McDonald's story, it's just uh, a good uh, example for the argument. 
Yeah, that's why because, I brought it up as well. It's yes, a very good comparison for why people are upset now. People can absolutely be stupid and mm-hmm. get hurt, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't get proper care because they were stupid. I believe it's uh, in this particular case, I've seen the word concern trolling being trolled around. People that bring up uh, bogus concerns uh, like, oh. oh no, is she going to sue my little web shop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just. Even though if you probably use a website to run your web shop, yeah, like uh, WordPress or some other basic market uh, software, you probably already covered. Yes, that and uh, just people uh, doing that for a joke with friends, that's fine. But when you actually start doing that to judges and such and actually t- uh, demand <laughs> attention for silly concerns, that's just dumb, in my opinion. Because you know in your heart of hearts that it ain't true. <laughs> you ain't getting messed with, let's be real here. You just want attention. I can't hear you say hearts without thinking you're starting to quote Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, I would be saying darkness! Dark- darkness! I'll send you to the darkest darkness. <laughs> but let's move on. Uh, you actually want to do the bit about Funimation sharing Naruto recipes because I put it in as a kind of a joke. No, nobody, I mean, sure. and you didn't stop me. I mean, go for it. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm the main protagonist. Now I, I need to do all the news article. Now, Funimation has been sharing various recipes uh, for their uh, uh, for uh, McDonald's. McDonald's, what's it now? Ah, yes, McDonald's. This sounds delightfully yes, dreadful. I would like a McNaruto. <laughs> How about you, McNot? No. Uh, the famous colorful ninja series uh, Naruto <laughs> that I've definitely seen at some point in my life. Uh, Naruto Funim- is good big character. <laughs> Funimation has been sharing various iconic recipes that I definitely remember uh, on their Twitter, I believe this is. Yeah. Yes, is this... I, I, uh, I, I, I do not understand social media. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. I, I pressed the view channel button. It works. It works. Uh, no, but I've been sharing various tasty recipes. So if you've ever wanted uh, to like, taste some meals that you've seen in an anime. Oh, apparently Funimation's got you covered. At least if you're a Naruto fan. Yeah, it's just kind of... Uh, this is just kind of bullshit recipes because uh, the... I mean, the ramen with Naruto... Oh, yeah, you have actually seen Naruto. Are these recipes authentic? Well, I look at the second video and it says Sasuke's purple cold vermicelli noodle salad. The fuck? <laughs> the only thing... That, uh, yeah, Sasuke, uh, Sasuke vegan. The only thing I know of uh, Sasuke which he vehemently uh, ate uh, is Naruto's ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> You'll find out eventually. <laughs> Do I want to? Yes. You, def- you definitely want to find out. <laughs> no, this, I mean, Naruto himself is kind of obvious. He, yeah, Ra- he, Ramen is like an icon of... Yes, that, I mean, that's what his name based on. And yeah. even his initial character design with the swirly bits on his uh, mm-hmm. cheeks. Um, yeah, that that's kind of obvious, but... <laughs> and actually... Sasuke never had a preference in the show, and I don't know, are there more? Sakura's beaten Shoyu Ramen. Shoyu. Oh, no! <laughs> I misread, I read feet. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, Sakura better get beat, but that's uh, that's beyond the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kakashi Chidori Ramen, that's just his signature move. These are just normal recipes, I suppose. Okay, but. 
have you ever seen this before? Because I think this is interesting. Oh, yes, this you, you've watched a few cooking shows. I believe you've watched that Food Wars stuff. Uh, don't mention that. Uh, <laughs> yes, no. Shokugeki no Ramen. Shokugeki no Soma. Wow. Ramen. What? Um, is. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't even going to talk about the show in particular. But Japan has uh, the pop up cafe things where they. Oh, yeah, of uh, course. Pop up a cafe themed on something, but the food has. Almost nothing to do with the actual show or characters. Yeah, you gotta wait in line for like an eternity for those, right? Yes, and then you get like a, I don't know, a, a JoJo biscuit, and the only thing uh, that that's JoJo uh, uh, about it is that it's a dead dog. <laughs> In the form of that dog. Yeah, I was, I was like, wait, do you mean this is like cooked dog meat? No, 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 no. A biscuit in the form of that dog that's being pushed into an incinerator. I have not seen JoJo, so I'm just, I'm just believing this man on his words. <laughs> you better do because it's the truth. No, uh, it's just very uh, loose, and Funimation obviously caught on. They were like, wait, you can make money with that. Let's make some bullshit recipes about very famous shonen shows. Okay, uh, actually something my brain triggered for a moment. There's a rare uh, rare occurrence. Uh, when I watched uh, Yumero Patashere, a uh, famous uh, shoujo series about a girl who goes to an academy for becoming a pastry chef. Yeah. I believe that's how you call them. Uh, I had the brilliant idea, uh, me with minus 20 cooking experience. Uh, you can burn water. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Silence tells all. <laughs> I don't have grounds to contest that statement. Um, me, I decided. Well, you know what? I'm going to cook a. Re- I'm going to make one of these recipes. I'm going to be like the most basic person ever. Like probably a child can do this. I'm going to make the pudding. Uh, so I en- actually ended up scrapping that article to skip ahead a bit, um, because I found out that somebody on Reddit on the uh, R anime uh, was actually doing really good like video tutorials of how he she was making uh much more complex dishes from that show yes i was like oh well fuck i wasn't very confident (laughs) in my fucking pudding anyway (laughs) fair enough i'm gonna look that person up again but that was yeah that was actually really amazing to see because uh, some of the meals in yumero patashere especially towards the end get really complicated and uh beautiful and uh um, the video that I saw uh, was uh, of the uh, heart-shaped red macarons, ah, uh, macarons which were yes. in one of the uh, tournament episodes. No, I've seen Shokugeki no Soba on the topic of uh, food anime, and uh, I do not particularly like it, as it's, uh, uh, you know, the uh, defaulty hype anime. You get hype I moments, you get that bu- built-up. Yeah. Uh, Go on. Shokugeki no Soba is just that, but the hype moment is uh, a female getting auspiciously aroused by food. Um, a relatable experience. <laughs> oh! But, um, <laughs> I, ha- I have seen the first episode of Shokugeki no Soma when yeah, it started that's... airing. I was like, I don't really care about this. No, I think that episode is pretty representative for the literal entirety of that show. I have repeatedly considered, like, oh, maybe I kind of want to get into it, but... No, no, more than that, I don't think I have uh, watched a particular show that's about food. More um, shows that have it as a site. Yeah, Torco is very famous for being about food, right? Yes, uh, that's Shonen, but uh, I haven't watched it. Shonen, I haven't 
oh no, oh, I'm no. losing my touch. Oh, your title. Well, I've, I've watched some Toriko, as in I've watched the Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Toriko uh, crossover OVA. You keep your title now? Yes, give that to me. <laughs> okay, fine. I've uh, Cooking anime, I believe. Uh, I have seen Restaurant to Another World. Um, oh yeah, this... which is uh, fantasy, which is very fantasy. I'd actually, I'd, I'd like to see some recipes from that. Uh, besides that, I've seen the uh, seasonal anime Gourmet Girl Graffiti. Mm, yep. Just kind of forgettable but fun, lighthearted show. And I am reading Delicious in Dungeon, which is also a fantasy series. Uh, I don't think you could um, put uh, a, out a cookbook for Delicious in Dungeon <laughs> uh, because. A lot of things from fantasy, uh, to my surprise, do not actually exist. Oh, damn. Uh, no, the only cooking anime that is in my future is probably because I started Fate and I finished Fate Zero. Uh, I obviously have to go to watch more Fate. Uh, MES cooking yeah, Cooking thing. with the MES, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to watch that at some point and probably hate my guts for that. Um, mm. No, I don't think I have particular... Uh, cooking animes which I really liked maybe I've watched some but then they're entirely <laughs> in the backside of my brain yeah that's I probably also have something like locked away that I'm not getting to me right now but uh, eh. yeah probably good enough we'll scramble to it whenever uh, mm. we find out um go on to the game thingies yes um well first of all we challenge each other to uh, uh either play or finish a video game. If you play the game, you get one point. If you finish the game, you get two points. Yeah, uh, we should you... somewhere hold a tally for this. Because yeah, <laughs> we don't have one yet. Yes. Uh, any potential sponsors? We need a signboard. <laughs> yes. No. Um, so if this is the first episode you watch, uh, we've done this with the, the quote-unquote beta episodes too. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two, uh, the preview episodes. Um, you had two. Uh, you had two points. I had zero points. Yes, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, time, uh, well, I'll start. I played Road Trip Adventure um, because I already did so to begin with, and I've played some more, but I haven't made time to finish it because of other releases. <laughs> um, understandable. Did you did you enjoy it from what you've played? Um, well, I know it's one of those games uh, because I'm. Uh, just to give you a profile about me as a gamer I'm uh, someone who wants to enjoy games not to be challenged by games uh, which is ironic because I do uh, like Dark Souls and Neo because it gives you the satisfaction of being good at the game mm-hmm. which makes it easier alright alright but um, Road Tip Adventure really gets easier as uh, the farther you go because uh, of the parts you can customize your car with mm-hmm. and I'm just not that far yet, so I don't feel very motivated to get Ah, where I'm supposed to be. So I'm still going to beat the game eventually. So it's a bit of a slow boil for your experience. uh, Yes, definitely. Well, that's three points. Uh, We uh, are going to have to retroactively decide if you still get points if you eventually finish your challenge. Probably Uh, not. because No, I I think we uh, keep this format to uh, actually between podcasts. So if we didn't finish, that's it. That's it, that's it. Uh, well, you re-challenged me to Metal Gear Solid 3. Yes. And I have started Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, and oh. then I started construction on my house, and the location of my PlayStation 2 is currently occupied by a tumble dryer. 
which has proven slightly slightly hindering to me continuing Metal Gear Solid 3. Darn you! So that's one point. Uh, I did clear quite a bit of Metal Gear Solid 3, I think, though. I, I'm kind of surprised by the game. And uh, which way? Um, I have kind of gone through like the intro bits in like the uh, the Russian forest area. Sokolov, 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 Sokolov. Eventually, <laughs> uh, I I play through that and I kind of enjoy it. I have a lot of systems, a lot of the things the game does. It tells you like, okay, this is how healing works. You're like, oh god, f- <laughs> fuck me, no, really. And then you actually start doing is it, like, oh, this is actually kind of fine. Yeah, it's, and it's pretty just mesh buttons and it kind of happens. But uh, the kind of the thing that surprised me is that you have the entire intro bit and then it's like, ah, okay, I'm done being in the Russian forest. Next chapter, welcome <laughs> to the back Russian to forest. the Russian forest. <laughs> yes. No, I'm I'm am interested in the plot and I would be playing it now if the rest of my renovation materials weren't in Austria. Uh, fair enough. Um, have you gone through the bits? Uh, with the other spy on the motorcycle. You mean like the encounter in the cabin? (laughs) No, the encounter with Ocelot. Yeah, Revolt. (laughs) That that Ocelot guy, I've heard about him. I believe he's also in Metal Gear Solid 5. He's in every Metal Gear. I am so mystified by him. (laughs) Yeah. He is so so off-key. I so enjoy that. (laughs) Yes, and he is... um, you're really going to enjoy him, especially if you're going to play other Metal Gears, because uh, this is where, he's get, where he gets introduced. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I just like the bit where uh, the other spy hits him with the motorcycle and he yeah. just stands there like, Bitch! 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 <laughs> Dramatic pause! Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it just murders me every time. The writing is very interesting. Yeah. Yes. But I am... Uh, I hope you're going to finish that game eventually. I do hope so as well, but it is very dependent on the construction. I do have to say that uh, I'm like three weeks in and uh, having such a big break between when I start the game and when I can continue it is kind of really annoying. <laughs> yes, I But there's no, no way around it. Um, just a, f- a few filler points for uh, Road Trip Adventure. Road Trip Adventure is based on uh, a Japanese uh, toy brand, Koro Q, mm-hmm. which uh, make... I don't think they're actually licensed, and if they are, uh, then it's just for uh, the models. Uh, the models are based on actual cars, and they just chibify them. Bigger wheels, uh, slightly exaggerated arches, all that uh, kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, as someone who kind of likes cars, uh, it's uh, a more interesting game to play than, say, micro machines or perhaps even uh, Force Horizon 3 with uh, Hot Wheels DLC because Hot Wheels are just <laughs> stupid maniacal blasting cars I don't care for that at least Coro Q has some history to their cars as in they actually resemble uh, what they're based on do they also have like stats based on the cars or is that yes. too much to ask for uh, well it's uh, kind of funny because the shell uh, which the car is based on doesn't change so you can or uh, doesn't add any stats so you can change that to whatever car you really like and everything else like the engine the transmission uh, turbos whatever you're gonna stick on it uh, that is what depends uh, the parts the stats and uh, in the beginning you really need to grind a bit but Road Trip Adventure is regarded as the best one in the, sh- in the series you have like 
four in Europe, I believe. Uh, we have <laughs> I didn't anticipate that. We have, uh, we have Penny Racer, which is also on the N64 and the PS2. I've actually seen that. Yes, that's also Core Q. We have Core Q itself, Road Trip Adventure, and I believe another one which I'm forgetting right now. But Road Trip Adventure is regarded as the best one because it has a really big open world, which is actually super diverse. You have a flying island, you have a casino land, you can fall down to the... Uh, uh, to the beach and it's all interconnected Grand Theft Goro Q <laughs> yes <laughs> give me your car <laughs> but you are a car uh, <laughs> no it's actually very fun um, so what uh, kept me busy the other times was uh, well there was a Square Enix sale and uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, series came to PC oh where were, <laughs> where could Petri have gone I know not hmm. Hmm. yeah I've played a lot of Kingdom Hearts I've played Octopath Traveler which I do really enjoy actually uh, it uh, in a JRPG mood yeah oh yeah definitely always am <laughs> <laughs> just uh, the finding the time to actually play them and the motivation to actually see them through it's kind of lacking sometimes no Octopath Traveler is really nice it uh, uses some nice mechanics as in um, every character has a certain ab- overworld ability and I started with uh, the dancer and I um, uh, talked to uh, or spoke to uh, an NPC and uh, it, it gave me a quest but I couldn't interact with it and I was uh, kind of mystified with that and I was like well fuck it I'll move on and further on I found another character which has the ability to scrutinize and then I was like, oh, wait, if I go back now and I talk to the same characters, he can scrutinize them for more details of this quest. Hmm. And which is really nice. Oh, that's uh, kind of like the magical moment, like that you actually figured out a puzzle all by yourself. Yeah, it's not even a puzzle. It's just the main mechanic of the game. It just only then clicked for me that uh, this particular character had the skill to uh, go on with that quest. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit, I can maybe do a lot more quests with other characters when they're in my party. Ooh. Oh. Mechanics. Um, the actual fighting system has a lot of Bravely Default in it. Um, oh, you were into that as well, yeah. Yes, that's also nice. The soundtrack is not as good as Bravely Default, though. Still fine. Art style scanned out there as well, right? Yes, yes. I've seen. If, uh, if I had to describe it, it's a SNES game with Unreal Engine 4 effects uh, pasted over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really. Is. Oh, well. I mean, even down to the bosses, you have to, your little sprite, you know, in the overworld, and that's also your battle sprite. Fine, but uh, the enemies, the bosses, are just these huge monsters. <laughs> even when they're the same size in the overworld as you, uh, even if they're just another person, even <laughs> they just get this huge sprite, like just like old uh, SNES games, SNES RPGs. So uh, I'm really enjoying that one. Um, Proper fantasy stuff. Yes, I'm and I'm actually enjoying it, which is rare. Um, I think I'll finish that game one of these weeks, probably. I'm not that far into it yet, and uh, I need to make some time for it. Uh, did you play anything besides? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I don't play too many games these days, so you challenging me to things is kind of an interesting way to keep me going. Uh, construction, though, what can you do? Yes. Um, besides uh, what you challenged me and what I promptly couldn't complete, I've also been playing uh, on PC um, mostly my old familiars. I've been playing Warhammer Total War 2, uh, Crusader Kings, uh, just, yeah, usual hounds that I'm always familiar with. Okay. I've also gone back and gotten back into Dead by Daylight, uh, at least with friends. I've tried playing it online, 
<laughs> uh, but it's a very different experience. Dead by Daylight alone is, of or with your friends, is like actually fun. You just have complete stupid chaos. As you're kind of just reenacting a horror movie. Uh, you get uh, fun chases between survivors and this monstrous killer. It's an asymmetric horror game. Yeah. Uh, and being the killer is really exciting and fun. Uh, I popped into the online space, and if even at like the lowest tier of comp- of well playing online, there's only competitor. There's no casual yeah. online. Uh, even at the absolute lowest tier, I was up against people at like 100 hours into the game, and uh, anytime you actually found them, uh, they would loop around obstacles perfectly for minutes at an end. Yeah, you, you really can't catch them in any way. They effortlessly dodge everything you throw at them. I was like, oh man. I, if I want to get good at this, if I want to actually play this, it's going to be a completely different kind of feel for the game, and that's not the kind of game I signed up for. No, exactly. That's kind of uh, the well. It's not even conundrum. I don't even think this game is mentioned as often for this problem. But Smash, as in you play it with friends, and you're uh, the, <laughs> you're kind of like shit. I'm actually pretty good at this game, and then you play online. Oh, I can still hang with these people. It's it's uh, technically difficult, uh, more difficult, but I can do it. And then you go to a tournament and get absolutely fucking schooled, even if it's a local tournament, because of just the general uh, mindset uh, that people have in uh, the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's kind of what applies to a lot of video games. Uh, if you play them with friends or casually, um, they're a very different experience from when you actually have to deal with like the meta of the game. Yeah, but that's, um, I think, that by Daylight, uh, because you already said it only has one game mode uh, and no split lobbies like casuals and uh, no, ranked, you, you as you call it. Yeah, you can play custom games, but that's only with people that you invite. And... Exactly, uh, because I sp- still play a shitload of Smite, and mm-hmm. uh, Smite does split that, which makes it uh, a, lip- a bit more palatable, <laughs> let's say. Uh, because uh, a friend and I can just dick around in casuals and do stupid shit. You still get the, the occasional try-hard that's really getting into the meta and tries to absolutely obliterate you for no b- better reason than I want to be good at the game, question mark. I don't want to have fun with it, definitely not. But um, if Dead by Daylight doesn't even allow you that, then yeah, then, then the online is going to be a shit show, especially if you solo queue. Yep, and that's uh, I've played it online as survivors with actual four-player friends, and yeah, that's such an advantage. But uh, yeah, I'm not a I'm not really a, a fan of uh, having to uh, get home from work and then you play a video game. <laughs> and that actual need mental capacity. You need to. you need to be so focused. It's so intense, and if you don't play it perfectly, if you don't uh, follow. Uh, the meta, then uh, you're just gonna get completely schooled and upset teammates and everything. I like no, no, no. I, I. This is why I play single player mostly. <laughs> yeah. So up to uh, a certain point, you're kind of in the same line with me uh, with games. You want to enjoy them. You don't actually uh, want to be the most hardcore, skillful motherfucker under the sun. No, I appreciate uh, games that are very casual, which is kind of why I can get into games like Honey Pop and such, which aren't, uh, which are just giving you a fun, unique experience, uh, have fun writing and fun gameplay, but you don't have to be like completely bite down and uh, no. get uh, masterful mechanics. So for clarification, you can probably only use your 
uh, laptop for gaming then. I can currently only use my laptop, yes, which was uh, indeed a concern I had for yeah. when you wanted to challenge <laughs> me for the next thing. Yes. Yeah, so do, have, do you have something in mind? Uh, not particularly, honestly. Even I, uh, when we, uh, I looked at the doc and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, shit, I kind of have to think of a game for you again <laughs> now. So I'll have to think on it for like a few minutes because that's all I have. All right. Well, <laughs> if I am permitted to go on ahead and maybe we can do the touchy subject to finalize, uh, so you can uh, actually let's do the touchy subject first, and okay. then we can just kind of do the challenges as a finisher. Okay, fine. So, touchy subject for the first episode. Uh, classic anime uh, discussion. Always prone to upset some people. Uh, dubs versus subs. Uh, if you watch uh, Dubs, you return. Is the, is the Reddit banter you will get thrown at your head pretty fast? I do not mind. I am used to getting very angry <laughs> Redditors on my website, so I, I'll, I'll cope yes. somehow, um, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I I always have the same uh, excuse, uh, and with excuse I mean, I suppose, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't find it, my brain is not functioning. Uh, I usually watch tubs whenever possible, because I've watched so goddamn many animes by this point it's all kind of a blur and uh, there are seldom uh, anime that really do something special uh, with their dubs or subs for that matter for the original dub that uh, I really want to watch it in Japanese unless it has a very particular voice actor which I like and I think in Japanese that's only two I really like Mikumi Hayashibara and Norio Wakamoto so very valid yes I mean one is over the top as shit and the other is just rock solid good voice actors and when she's in an anime she often does the opening and ending too bonus um, uh, for me you can add a few uh, to that list uh, oh yeah Yukari Tamura uh, Amy Kushimizu fair uh, but I uh, watch dub more often than not because I can kind of zone out uh, not uh, have to look at the screen 100% of the time and just uh, conk out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said, I've watched so many anime and most of them have connected plot lines as in, <laughs> oh, it's it's the Hot Spring episode, you know? Uh, it's, the, it's just another high school anime. This is why I'm always so happy when you watch something like uh, Sayonara Setsubo Sensei or Tatami Galaxy because it completely flips you out because there's A, no dub. No. <laughs> B, it is so off-kilter that you just can't well, unfocus. I'm also the heretic that uh, likes to watch some, if not all, my anime sped up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so that's that's, an, that's a whole another beast. Touch your subject for next week. <laughs> yes. Imagine my fucking face while trying to uh, watch Tatami Galaxy sped up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the first time in anime I was like, hold up, hold, whoa, <laughs> this is going too fast. Bang, go back to one point speed. Shit, man, they still talk far too fast. <laughs> What even am I watching? Oh, Totemi Galaxy is wondrous in that regard. <laughs> yes, it truly is. But that, that is your take uh, on the subject. Just in Mostly. some in summary, you prefer dubs because you can kind of semi-unfocus and you want to be able to semi-unfocus because you don't want to be paying attention to anime 100% of the time. You want to be able to look at your phone sometimes. Yes, or, uh, a little bit on, of it. Keep it on a second screen when you're like, oh, it's a Hot Springs episode where I can kind of... Kind of zone out indeed. Because... 
as I said, a lot of animes just kind of blur together. And especially if it's the default Moe app, uh, Moe series of the season. Uh, I do kind of sometimes want to watch them, especially since I've seen a dumb meme of a re- or I really like the opening. Uh, <laughs> simple things that make me watch an anime. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching it, I kind of just use it as white noise sometimes. And with, I can kind of get that. With Japanese, I do understand some Japanese, but there's a, the, there's a lot where I just kind of have to go away. What, what are we on about? <laughs> so that's um, uh, what I'm primarily watching. That and either the dub is excruciatingly funny, they go stories and Gundam Wing for entirely different reasons. The dubs are amazing. Fair. And um, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you, rips envelope, walks past. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's amazing! No, that, that's primarily why I watch dubs uh, too. They're just fun, <laughs> often mm-hmm. for different reasons. And most dubs, uh, at least after like past like 2012, are just fine in general. There are just a, f- a few voice actors which just totally uh, put me off. And then uh, the easiest example of, uh, from what I've watched is Fate Zero. Iris Feel, her voice actress, is just very obnoxious in. Uh, English. She just, she literally sounds like a Japanese sound girl <laughs> or school girl, which is obnoxious if you put that in English. Yeah, that's what a lot of like 2002, 2003 anime were doing. Uh, if you watch something like, uh, oh god, what was it called? Doki Doki. Uh, no. <laughs> Fuck. Panic? <laughs> no. There, was... <laughs> there no. was a There was an anime about a teacher, and the teacher is very small, and uh, all the students. Uh, I kind of dote on her because she's small and cute. I've I've got what it's called. I wouldn't know either. Oh, just just fuck. put put a standard woman's voice and just put the pitch five uh, octaves up. Yeah. Nice, we got her. <laughs> we got her. And that's uh, I don't like that in English because it just sounds unnatural. Mm-hmm. Just like I especially hate dubs that use holorifics. Oh yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Keiichi could no fuck off. <laughs> He's Keiichi. <laughs> or, or was it Keita? Yeah, either or. It's all the same. K-pop. Yuki, Yuka, Yusha. I kind of, um, I'm kind of in line uh, with with your take. Um, what I kind of look for is uh, the version that sounds just the most pleasant to me. I'm yeah. Fair. I've been known to just kind of switch between Japanese and English, kind of feel it out in the first two, three episodes, and like, ah, okay, I think I can work with this. And then when you have some mm. beers in you, you uh, will listen to Spanish or German at your random. No, um, I have been angry a few times, uh, most notoriously when I watched uh, Magical Shopping and Kate Abunobashi. Uh, I believe that was a Gainax anime from like the mid 2000s again. Um, I got so fucking fed up with listening to alternatingly the very Texan accent and oh god yeah they have in the sub it's Kansai yes and in the dub it's just uh, rural Texan y'all y'all fucking kill me I ended up watching the German version just to escape it it's a horrible dub but at least I can bear listening to German yeah the, that's also a point when uh characters get a strong accent in Japanese you really don't notice if you don't speak Japanese fluently so you just kind of listen to it and it's fine but if it's in a language you truly understand like English or Dutch in our uh, case uh, it, it will annoy you faster so you would rather go for the language option which you can barely understand 
than go with something that would annoy you. I yeah, German is kind of pass uh, parsable. I mean, because, yes, it's parsable, but because... if someone talked with a, a low Bavarian accent at you, would you recognize it as mm, such? No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Just, I mean, I can recognize uh, an Osaka-n. Uh, Japanese accent yeah. and can't say and <laughs> I do so I do hope I recognize that because I literally am like the biggest fan of Azumangadayo and <laughs> I have used uh, Osaka just to characterize Osaka yeah. I believe her real name is Ayumu something yeah, something <laughs> she is Osaka and she, she has nice. been my avatar on a lot of things since forever yes uh, exactly but one argument that I hear a lot is that a lot of English dubs kind of sound the same because it's constantly the same uh, um, localization teams yeah. that use the same voice accents. I kind of get that. Then again, uh, a lot of Japanese. subs sound <laughs> very, very similar as well. Yeah, that's what I meant with... Uh, if it's a language which you are not proficient in, it all kind of blends together. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can obviously distinguish between male and female and uh, some heavy and light mm -hmm. voices, but at a point, they're just kind of the same. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so. why, that's why I kind of like feeling this out, because I will gravitate towards um, versions that have really unique sound. Uh, one of my favorite anime uh, guilty pleasures of all time, Elfen Lead. Yes. I have never rewatch that in Japanese again because in the English version you get Gareth Vincent Davis as Lucy and she is so spot on I really love that heavy uh, voice of hers and it uh, really makes the character imposing uh, yeah, in the scenes enough. where she is angry and that is really kind of the unique sound like okay that is that is an anime I will always watch in dub yeah that's uh, for me that's uh, Kiki Delivery service. Geek's delivery service. Yeah. Because uh, for, for some forsaken reason, they use Kirsten Dunst for All right. for All Kiki, right. which is weird to me. It sounded fine because, but it was instantly recognizable for me too. Because I was and uh, I started that movie in dub uh, a while ago when uh, I rewatched it for the like the hundredth time at that point. As you do. <laughs> and and uh, but it was the first time English subbed uh, or dubbed in a while. And uh, Kiki said first word, and I was like, "This is Kirsten Dunst. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Mary Jane from Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just weirded out by it. But uh, that's also one of those which sounds really nice to me, and uh, I wouldn't watch the dubbed version for it, or subbed version, I should say. Uh, but Kiki's delivery service also has Hicks soundtrack. As in, some songs are different in the Japanese as English version, yeah. which is also uh, kind of a discussion point if you want to watch particular versions of a movie, because Digimon the movie is a perfect example, mm -hmm. <laughs> because you get the um, uh, Japanese sub as its original soundtrack, uh, which also is preferred for some peers, the purists preferred obviously but then you have the the English version which has an early 2000s pop ska freaking punk <laughs> soundtrack for some you reason were, you, la you actually forced me to listen to that when we were done yes definitely no the, the, which is uh, I really like that but I can get uh, but that's more of a nostalgia thing for me uh, that music uh but yeah, some animes and movies also have different soundtracks between dubs and subs. So that could also be uh, a point of contention, I suppose. 
but generally the I gravitate towards dubbed. Okay, well, just because of ease of use. <laughs> getting back to what I said earlier about like uh, iconic performances to kind of define um, which anime you watch sub or dub based on the voice actors. Are there any other iconic uh, performances that come to mind? Because the first thing I will say, uh, just to steal it from you, <laughs> is uh, Keon in the English dub of the yeah. I I hear the sentiment often, but it's too long ago for me since I watched that to <laughs> even parse his voice. I just remember him being very bored and his voice actor being spot on. He is he is very Crispin Freeman. Yes. His voice actor was spot on. That's what I remember. Um a voice actor that really stuck with me. And if I have to name one for uh, Japanese, that would probably be uh, Yukari Tamura throughout uh, Lyrical Nanawa. Yeah, for me it would be uh, for Japanese, mostly Megumi. Actually, a lot of Yukari Tamura. Uh, Yukari Tamura is <laughs> a make or break deal for me. That's also why I've only ever seen uh, why Higurashi is just so much better in uh, sub. Uh, oh, let's be honest here. Kill this, kill. The, the dub is just shit in general. Higurashi. <laughs> yes. I... I will go to bed for the Higurashi dub, but there is no denying that the sub is better and also the only one actually pleasant. Present. <laughs> yes. Present for season two. Fair enough. Um, Megumi may... Aishibaya for me in Japanese. It's just something about her that I recognize and like, and it's just the general affinity with me with uh, music. Yeah, you really love her opening songs. and Yes, almost any song she did for an anime is on my, te- on my phone. So... And, and on your shelf. Or on my <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Proceeds to grab the Shaman King opening. <laughs> Beautiful. And it has Beautiful. Shaman King art on the background. So, um, English voice actors. I'm not sure. Uh, Kirsten Durst, Durst just uh, springs to mind because yep, of... But she's an uh, actress also, right? Yes, she's mainly an actress. That's why I was surprised. Hmm. Uh, she usually doesn't do a lot of voice acting, as far as I'm aware, at least. Uh, but uh, no, I don't have a very particular English voice actor for uh, which I would like to have in an anime or prefer. So I couldn't weigh on that. That was fine. But uh, with this put behind us and uh, the discussion forever settled. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> have you uh, figured out a game that you would have me play? Because I have one for you. Well, I kind of have one for you, but I'm kind of afraid you're going to drop it like a stone. That is uh, that, that is permitted, though. And how do you uh, uh, react to speed up in RPGs? Speed. As in, you can speed up emulation. <laughs> how palatable is that to you? Uh, I don't mind. That's how I played some Pokemon games. Okay, because then I'm going to say Metabots. Particularly Masby Edition, because that's actually playable. Metabots... Uh, <laughs> I, I really had to stop myself there. You actual dickhead. <laughs> uh, this is slightly this is slightly concerning for me because I don't actually have metabots. I was oh, kind but of, I have, buddy. Oh no, we'll definitely fix this. But uh, I, my hope was kind of that we could clear games from my backlog, not create more backlog. Ah, uh, no, this is fairly easily done. All right. Believe me. Well, <laughs> my recommendation is no less cursed uh, because I would like you to play a game of Crusader Kings, be that one, two, or three. I don't really care. <laughs> oh, God. Well, two it is because that's the only one I actually own. You don't own King Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yes, you. I fucking own that. <laughs> you don't own Crusader Kings 3? I actually thought you bought that on launch. No, no, no. It was on Game Pass. 
Oh, and so I that's a game. limited limited amount of time. Well, okay. uh, game I had Game Pass, not uh, not any longer, so I can't play it anymore. So I have to play two, and I don't think I have a lot of DLC for two. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, that might actually be better though. Okay, well I have to figure it out. Um, any particular uh, country no, no, or lore? No, or? no, no, just play bits uh, for however long you feel like really how, just how do we define beat in this case because uh, if I want those two points I better get some uh... well uh, Crusader Games does have a very set end date um, which I believe is 1400 something and I believe the latest you can start is late medieval age yes uh, so you could hop in there and just play for a short amount of time but you can also go back as early as like 768 I believe uh, then you will have a very long game okay, ahead yeah, of you. Yeah, I'm aware. That is, that is going to take a few uh, sittings to go through. But uh, okay, then I'm if just... you reach the end state, that would be completed. Okay, then uh, I'll try and not be some Scandinavian lord this time. <laughs> and get completely conquested in like seconds. Yes. Um, um, a quick reminder, which version of Metabots did I have? Meta B. Meta B. Because okay. that's a lot easier than Roku Show version. Okay, okay, okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, we're gonna do that. I can I can do this. Yeah, I mean, Metabots for an RPG could be cleared pretty quickly. To be honest, I kind of regretted not emulating uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 when I lost access to it, but yeah. uh, this time we're gonna do it right. Uh, you're gonna emulate it, and I'm gonna give you one cheat code, which I wholeheartedly allow. <laughs> oh, interesting. What because, does it do? Um, Metabots, uh, I, I'm really into the speedrun of this game and I want to speedrun it but there's just a certain barrier which is very very annoying okay which is uh, in Pokemon when you find a random battle you can just run from it yeah taking you have a Pokemon stronger and faster enough you know the drill but in Metabots uh, especially the early game when you encounter someone you can't run away from them in any capacity you need to have Rubber Robo medals for this which are collectibles which can only be gotten from a mini game, which is not accessible in the early game, uh, Rubber Robos, which you only fight two of in the early game, or Select Corps, which you only fight one of in the, in the early game. All right, so they're kind of finite. Yes. Or is, the, or is the mini game repeatable? The mini game is repeatable, and the fights are after the early game are also repeatable. But the early game is just so annoying when you can't run away from certain battles because mm-hmm. certain uh, metabots in the early game are obnoxiously annoying to fight against, especially if you don't want to grind the shit out of it. And I'm well aware of how annoying a game can be when you really need to grind for it, and you don't want to. So I'll, uh, I'll give you, uh, or I'll set it up for you with a cheat code so that you can skip row battles. Which is also in the official Metabots collection. All so right. it ain't even really a cheat. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, I'm curious. Very curious. Okay. It's been a while since I played something JRPG-like. <laughs> Wait, mean, what systems was it on again? Like Game, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Advance. okay, yeah. All right. Well, that will be our objectives then. And I think we're going to conclude the podcast for today. Uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, first official episode. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us again if this is your third episode. <laughs> And uh, it doesn't. Uh, it even looks like we have zero technical issues. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Still no <laughs> background music, but less issues. Yeah, we'll get there. Less decoration. Uh, a better table, sort of, kinda. Yeah. So that was nice. I uh, sincerely hope you enjoyed what you've listened to, and uh, if not, well, go fuck off. <laughs> you can't. You can't say this to the audience. I obviously can. <laughs> It's our podcast. <laughs> Fine. Uh, please, enjoy, please join us again next time. 
I'm not saying. I, like, I was about to say, I'm really happy you didn't say next week because, because you would have shot yourself in the foot. Because I, I just realized I need to work next week. Please join us again next time to be insulted by Petri repeatedly. Yes. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>